first of all, welcome to Wheel Real Neighbors. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here with you, yeah. my co-host Jamie Welsh. Yes, hello. Oh my God, another one of these. Oh my God, for your listening pleasure, Jamie. Yes, I promise you this story, and I'm surprised I haven't told you this story. I so when I was working in Toronto, holding out on me, eh? I know I've I've been holding a couple of good stories uh, on the back burner just to remind you that you should respect me oh yeah and and we also we want to have stuff to talk about because we can't we can't be too open with each other because yeah but this isn't a new story oh this is a this is a couple years old kind of Damn. ish you'll you'll understand folks don't okay. worry don't okay worry. so i'm excited i was working in toronto and uh, my one buddy that i was doing like a bunch of live sound stuff with yeah he w he was in an opening band for avril lavigne right in 2007 or something i don't know and kind of a couple years after she kind of broke out she's still young still pretty still got it and is this by any chance because we just listened to avril lavigne yeah the it came we, on the so radio. yeah we were listening to avril lavigne on the radio yeah. and by the way hot as, take as everyone does jamie and i i'm not going to say this is a popular opinion both said Way better than Billy Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Oh yeah. Oh, Avril yeah. Lavigne. Complicated. Are you kidding me? Yeah. She was the the OG. Uh, that punk punk chick, rock. You know. Oh yeah. Too bad she's not fun. But we're gonna get to that story. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> so he's in an opening band. He has you know he has a band that's kind of successful. He's doing well, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, and he's he's touring with Avril Lavigne for probably a few months, and they give him a set of rules Ooh. to uh, to be around Avril Lavigne. I'm just yeah. Gonna turn this up. There we go. Okay. He gave okay, so he gives her a set of rules. Yeah. And wait, did I turn mine up or you? You turned mine down. Oh, I no, really? Yeah. It's fine. It, okay, hold on. Hold oh. on, folks. <laughs> Technical uh, oh, difficulties. Oh, you're totally right. Hold off on Here, the Apple. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's on I'm the sorry, edge Jamie. of their seats right now. And I'm turning down Jamie's volume and he's like, What what is he saying? Uh, now what, I have no what, idea what, what he's saying. saying. I don't Something know. about Avril Levine. I don't know. <laughs> it sounded cool. So <laughs> He, so he's throwing with Avril Lavigne, and they, they give him rules, and they say, when Avril Lavigne's walking down the hallway, mm -hmm. you don't talk to her, and you don't look at her. That's punk rock. I was going to make a joke saying you don't make eye contact. That's he a literally, real <laughs> if you were walking down the hall with her, yeah. you stare at the floor. Is that real? I'm not kidding. I've heard this of... This was contractual obligation. They said, do not look at Avril Lavigne. Weird. Yeah. So, they're toying with her. That's so punk they rock. never met her officially, yeah. mm -hmm. never spoke to her once. The entire time they toured together. Really? Yes. Well, that's like not... A few months. That's pretty lame. I know. It's one of those things where you go, really? You're on tour? So she this doesn't is have like... any fun on tour, eh? Exactly. Or she... I don't know. What's... I don't know. She's in some Here, bubble. Here's the get... thing. Here's the thing. She only talks to skater boys, so maybe he just didn't know how to do a kickflip. I know. He, he was a longboarder. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't make the cut. No. They, that's a, that was in the contract. They're like... Uh, they asked him, like, do you even skate? And he's like, he's like, No. And he's like, well, you're not allowed to look at Avril Lavigne. <laughs> do you skate with a board? Yeah. Skating won't pass. Yeah. You have to do a kick flick, kick flip in front of people in order to talk to her. That's so weird. I have heard of uh, like pop pop singers being like that. Like, don't look at me on tour. Like, there's, I have heard of that. There's a surprising amount of people like that. I didn't think Avril Lavigne you know would be like that. Who else is like that? Yeah. I'm trying not to misname it. I think it was Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Yeah. Yeah. He when he was at when he was when he came to one of our venues in Toronto. Mm -hmm. They have a request where he he puts a cloth over his face. What? And they like they empty the 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 back area yeah. so he can walk through. And that, he wears a cloth on his face while he walks through. That's so weird. Isn't that it crazy? Must, like there must be a reason. Maybe they just get bugged so much it just puts them off of performing. I don't. I know. think it's uh they they some of them need to be in a certain headspace. I think it's yeah. the it's the conflict of being an artist but also being an introvert. Yeah. So you don't really like being around people, but you have to be in tour all the time. To. So you yeah. you basically have this thing where you're trying to tolerate 
being on tour while also being exposed to hundreds of people that yeah. all want to talk to you. Yeah. So I you know, I get it to some degree. Right. But at that point, I'd be, I'd be going, what am I doing here? This yeah. is like this. I'm taking all the humanity out it's, of what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it almost feels like insulting. It's like you, you can't even have eye contact with uh, with them. And also the reality <laughs> Commoner. is. Commoner. Yeah. And the reality is they also probably have an ego as well. Yeah. And that, that definitely plays That's into probably it. That's well, uh, But you got to give them a little bit Fid- of the benefit of the doubt. 50 Cent was shot nine times. So you think someone like that badass <laughs> could at least handle like saying hi to someone. Or maybe, up. maybe you, hey, you haven't been shot nine times. Maybe yeah. it goes the other way and you go. Fuck people! I don't yeah, want that's true. get away from you. You're gonna shoot me or something. That's true. Put a rag over my head. Isn't that insane? I think it was nine. It's some absurd number, and he like lived. He was shot like so many times. Yeah, I feel bad because I'm I'm ninety percent confident it was fifty cent. Yeah, but I can't tell all. I I can't always tell the rappers apart. What do you mean? So well, like you know, like I, oh, when people like, are coming by, there's just they all have names that are kind of you yeah. know. Got stuff going on and dollar that's signs. A, and that, that sounds borderline racist, but I get what you mean. You just don't know the song and the <laughs> Come artist on, Jimmy, Jimmy, give me an olive branch. Yeah. Austin's not racist. No, <laughs> I know what you're saying, yeah. Okay, hey, I'm, hey, they could be white you rappers too. I'm just exactly. saying. Exactly. You don't listen to them enough is what you're trying to say. There's a certain flavor. It's just like a genre of music. They all, yeah. they, they, all their names have a flavor. That they just, I I don't know how many it's, how many Lils are there now like I mean that's that's okay and, now and, that you and, can't you can't blame me for that oh, one and he, exactly and here's an, here's another thing and that's not and that that was a what's the word rhetorical question I'm sure the amount of Lils in the world it's probably just exponential it's just an ever growing number well imagine every day Jimmy, there's a new Lil imagine I'm doing shows and they say okay this one's for Lil Wayne yeah and then a couple of days Lil later they Wayne, say you obviously now would this recognize. one I know they're like now this one's T Pain yeah and then it just like and it just keeps going. Going and going, and you start going. Yeah, little T pain. Yeah, is which one? I, uh, I know what they like. I've seen both of them, so I know the difference. But their music is kind of similar, I would say, with the auto tune. Like they both have the same vocal effect. Oh yeah, a lot you of mind, songs. I come from the perspective of I don't listen to a lot of rap. Yeah, so actually, do you... I would know. I know a little Wayne though because we used to love. The kind of time clean. <laughs> kind yeah. of ironic listen. Uh, yeah. Ironically listening to, oh. to Lil Wayne. Oh so. yeah. Um, yeah, did you? And one one thing about she you. She had it all figured out, <laughs> but she left me with <laughs> a broken heart. <laughs> Fucked around, turned me down. Yeah. Didn't think I could play the part. And that's part. that, and we're nailing it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even like that's, that's not far that's off. That's a little weight in the studio, guys. Yeah. Um, put a little auto tune on there. Actually, fun fact: we actually isolated his vocals just there. That wasn't even us. Like we just played a little audio track for you. I, I'm able to edit now a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we just I'm isolated the track. Um, didn't you? Uh, yeah, you were working at a hotel, and didn't you say everyone was all like, Drake like lives here? And at yeah, the time, yeah. you didn't know who Drake was? Yeah, I which actually... Is, which is weird. Okay, but... hold on. No, I know who Drake is. I just don't... Under, I didn't understand the scale of his fame or heard any... Or I couldn't... I probably know one or two of his songs. I just don't know I know them. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's some big rapper famous guy. I just don't... Yeah. I don't know how famous or why. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you're like Macklemore or Drake. I can't tell. Look, Jamie, I'm just a small city racist. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, and uh, I go to the big city like Toronto, and I'm just bumbling around going, yeah. "Who? Who? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, the thing about rap, um, there's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I would say a lot of modern rap, especially, has like a very similar sound. I don't know. Okay, it's, well, hold and, on. And, and actually, there's this one, uh, there's uh, this flow like that a lot of people use. And actually, I think there was a track, I think it was an Eminem track where he's kind of making fun of that flow. 
because it's like this choppy flow that it's in so much modern music now. So it's like it is kind of at the point where there's so many new artists that I I have no idea who they are. But I again, if I was into the music, I'm sure I would. Yeah. Now, okay. I was like so a big fan. Once again, now to be contrarian, mm. one of my favorite albums of all time, which you probably know which I'm going to say uh, as a rap album, to Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. To me. Kendrick Lamar's oh, and Pimba it's Butterfly so unique. It's a is unique such album. a, I know, unique, brilliant album. Mm-hmm. I think it's a genre breaker, meaning that people don't like rap, can listen to To Pimp a Butterfly yeah. and get something out of it and really enjoy it. Yeah. And I kind of put I kind of put myself in that category where I go, I don't really care about rap, but yeah, I have listened to that album probably 50 times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, just such an awesome album. It is a good album. Um, actually, and I, I think we have mentioned this on the podcast, but I just remember when... Uh, we were with our friend Andrew. We were going to see Queens of Stone Age, and uh, I got a ride up with him to Toronto. And the whole ride there, we were listening to like <laughs> to r- Kendrick Lamar. The whole ride to see to rap the whole way to see like, Queens of the Stone Age. Like most people would listen to the band they're going to see to like hype them up, but we we're just listening to Kendrick Lamar on our way to see Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, Jamie, that Good actually stuff. that gets into a topic that I wanted to talk about. Yes, it's the as artists get older, you you start to. Re- I was actually thinking about this. Because there's so many artists, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it, okay? Mm-hmm. So Jamie showed me a song by uh, so Weezer, right? Yeah. Everybody knows them, Blue Album, Red yeah. Album, Pinkerton, tons yeah. of famous songs, right? Yeah. Their their new stuff. Jamie showed it to me. Yeah. Well, no, I I, 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 thought, showed, you, I showed you one song. I know, which, I know. which was a horrible. Now, one, yeah, so. I'm gonna I, once I'm gonna extend you an olive branch, okay? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say that maybe they do have some great tunes, but you showed me a tune, yeah. that they were clearly proud of and released, yeah, and it was I did not like it, no, even, at all. Yeah, I'll I'll clarify here. So uh, it was a Okay Human new album by Weezer. Um, I I just listened to it. I'm not a huge Weezer fan. Never really was. Um, but I I basically uh, yeah, I just listened to it on a whim. And I couldn't tell you any of the song names, but I listened to it through probably twice just because I was like chilling and I was like, ah, there's a couple on it that I like that aren't horrible. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's in the, it's probably going to fizzle out. I'm probably never going to listen to it again. I just, I don't know. It was all right. Yeah, but you've definitely, you've at the very least listened to the Blue Album, for example. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. You no, know, the Sweater I, Song. Oh, yeah. You know, all those I know classics. All the, all the classics. Yeah, yeah. Say It Ain't So. And then oh, yeah, Pinkerton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pinkerton's great. Oh, yeah. They're not saying they were always a bad band, but. Yeah, more recently, uh, their stuff is a lot more just generic, I guess. And we have to be frank, and I feel like we've talked about this before, but that applies to as much as I love the Pixies to death, and they made some of my favorite albums of all time, their Mm. new records are not very good. Yeah. You, you can. It's objective. I'm, I try to be biased and go. I want to like it, but I just don't. Yeah. And then you start. So you start thinking, why do all these guys who were releasing this brilliant music, mm-hmm. how are they like? How what happened? They went from being these, in my in my mind, these kind of musical geniuses to making average music. Just, uh, How yeah. does that happen? Yeah. Is it because they had some weird pocket and they filled that pocket, and then they just kept running with it until they die? Is that is that why? Yeah, I mean, I, again, it's it's just more. I guess the youthful touch probably adds a lot to it. I guess uh, more expressive when they're younger. Uh, I don't know. It's just I, people just get more boring as they get older too. That's just a thing. You know, know, I've been starting to feel that, so I'm, I'm getting more boring. Yeah. I've been noticing that you're I, not I quite was, as funny as you used to be, I, w- I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, well, that applies to everyone but me, of course. Yeah, JB, you, you try to like say a joke, and then nobody laughs, and you immediately go, oh my God, I'm getting old. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put me in a nurse go. <laughs> Kill me now. I, I don't belong here. I just want to listen to Steely Dan. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on. Get me out and of here. And then even even Jamie can laugh at his own joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, okay. And do it I will say this and You've you listened to Queens of the Stone Age, right? Like their new yeah. albums. Oh yeah, the what was the most recent? Was that the uh, the villains? Villains, yeah. That well, was we, we saw that tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we saw them on that tour. Yeah, and they played some of the songs. I think their new albums are still pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. There's some bands. So you kind of think he's been making albums for over t- like t- 25, 30 years, yeah. and he's still making good stuff, and he's forty-seven. Yeah. So what's the difference? Like, is it Weezer was just kind of a they just kind of had their kind of their time and they're done. Yeah. And then someone like Queens of the Stone Age is able to just keep making bangers. Yeah. Well, and it, again, uh, I guess another example of uh, not everyone necessarily gets worse as they get older. Um, I would say Neil Young is an example of not to say he's necessarily better, but his music, it's almost like to me, Neil Young's music has always been like, it's always improving. I am just so old. <laughs> and then like, so like, so sorry, Neil old is his name now. Um, he's, he's basically, uh, yeah, like all of his music, his voice just gets creakier and creakier and it just starts sounding better and better. Cause like, it's all about getting old. Dude, and that would be cool if he changed his legal name to Neil old, Neil old. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, is he one sec? I, is he uh, alive still? Hey, you have Benny, 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 look that up. Help, I, help Jamie out here i should know this um but yes i'm just saying he's one of those things where that genre of music like the folky stuff it it didn't it didn't really hurt as he got older because it just seemed more and more relevant because all of his songs are about growing old (laughs) and at the time when he was making them he thought man this is gonna age so well yeah (laughs) can't wait till i'm singing this when i'm older yeah i think yeah okay yeah he's okay jamie he's totally still alive he's 75 yeah he's 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 still kicking i didn't think he was dead you could have just asked me you didn't have to ask benny to look that up sorry benny sorry benny i just was i just wanted to confirm he i knew he was getting up there man i gotta say it's a chilly day in the cabin in fact we came in Mm. and i and i have my usual water bottle that i have sitting on the table Mm. and it's just rock solid frozen yeah and now i'm noticing while i'm talking that i sound more nasally than ever because, because you don't my have whole water. Throat's just no, I, I'm not thirsty. It's just cold. Yeah, my, you, my whole body's going. Oh, I gotta constrict. Yeah, and compress. <laughs> Do you, yeah, it is. You can just lick it, I guess. Just like have like a little water bottle sickle, <laughs> okay. peel it open. Lick yeah, it. Jamie, what do you want to do? You want to talk while I'm doing this the whole time? <laughs> just sucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamie's beautiful. trying to maintain conversation with me, and there's just me in the background <laughs> going. <laughs> Yeah, I'm giving Jamie a visual cue, by the way. Licking an icicle. <laughs> Just licking away a water bottle. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so certain music definitely ages well, I would say. Um, yeah, you know, I... Uh, but, okay, one other point, though, I guess. Bands like Weezer, they sort of were, like, kind of a... Not punk, but, like, a punky, like, supposed to be, like, a young sound, I guess. I guess it depends on the genre, too. You know what I mean? That is very true. Do what I think... Here's my theory, Jamie. Yeah. Is some people like pop punky stuff? There's some people that can have a lifelong career, and there's other people that can punch a hole in a genre. Yeah, like Johnny Cash, for example, he went his whole life playing music, and it didn't really the quality didn't get worse because his music was always sort of tasteful for yeah that or age David group. Bowie. David age. Bowie was able to always always manage to stay relevant no matter what decade he was in. Oh yeah, and and Paul McCartney, everyone loves Wings, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Thank you for reminding us that that song exists. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, th- that Christmas song Paul McCartney and Wings has. That's my least favorite thing ever. Really? Eh? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It's just oh, so. Oh anno- yeah, it's just I so do annoying. Hate that one. It's so oh, annoying. It's so grating. I, it really is, dude. It, to me, that's like the Star Wars holiday special. I'm, I'm thinking, it why is. did they make that, and why do people like it? Yeah, because stop it. The thing about Christmas music is it's such a market that uh, I think 
I think it's like if you're big enough and you put out a Christmas thing, it becomes just a Christmas classic instantly because there's not people don't do that as often. You know yeah, what I mean? it's sort of and, like a niche and, and, market, and I feel like it's getting harder and harder as time passes. Yeah, because the, the, now the barometer is you have to how do you fi- how do you fill a hole around Mariah Carey and as you said the Beatles or, or John Lennon or whatever making their songs? Yeah, how, how do you in 2021 fit in like squeeze in there and go, guys, I have something to offer. Oh, I know for Christmas, you know this thing that's been happening for like tens of thousands of years. Yeah, I can contribute. Here's yeah. a song. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Christmas has been around that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just ballparking. Yes. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Back, like, back in uh, maybe they had Christmas before structured society. Back in 300 BC, when Santa would come and, <laughs> and climb. Jamie, I said tens of thousands of years ago. We're yeah. talking. Yeah, I don't. Before, I, I said there was no structured society, and they and Santa Claus was showing up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing that's always been there, it's Santa. He was really happy when they started getting addresses. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, finally fireplaces. <laughs> Makes it's it just way easier to so find these people. <laughs> I, I used to just walk right in the cave. Now he had to start climbing down. You know, you're, you're making me start to realize how not old Christmas probably is. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, not. no, it's uh, it's uh, it's a long history of nice mul- way to pop my bubble, Jamie. Yeah. Well, it's based on a bunch of different things, like certain pagan holidays, Christian holidays. It's like a mix of all kinds of stuff, and it's what we it's have. It's quite as... a convoluted mess at this point. Yeah, it's a weird mixture. I'm uh, really curious. I wonder if Christmas will be completely different in five decades. Um, I Well, I don't know. Yeah, uh, most things will be, I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just J- what happens. JV comes in deep. Yeah, I feel, you know, five decades, it's probably going to be a lot different yeah. in like every way imaginable. Pretty deep, eh? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Well, let's hope that they they finally invent anti-aging by the time we're in our 70s. Yeah. Because dude, I want to I I think that by the time we're older, we're going to have quality old people time. Oh yeah. Dude, we're going to be able to do Jamie, do what I think it's do what I think, okay? And <laughs> I'm not saying we should be proud of this, okay? Yeah. But I image that we're going to be like 80 years old wearing VR and because you know we're we're oh, still kind of yeah. zoomy. We're we're millennials kind of ish. Yeah. We're just on the edge. Yeah. I don't. We're gonna be. Know, we're, we're just gonna be eighty years old wearing VR headsets mm-hmm. and just and just like just having virtual sex. And oh yeah. Taking Viagra and heroin every day. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what old folks' homes are gonna be? In fifty years, dude, I'm, I'm gonna call it right now. And they've removed all the side effects of heroin. So yeah. You can just do this drug as much as you want. Oh yeah. And we're just walking around with our VR headsets, going, "Living." I'm vicarious. still young. You're like you're like in a VR world where you're 25, kind yeah. of thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just what they want is uh, people laying around on heroin playing video games in the nursing <laughs> no, homes. No, so that's what I want, which is why it's what they're going to Pet- make for me. Petition to let old people do heroin. <laughs> um, hey, hey, I'm not kidding. When I'm older and I'm on my deathbed, I would say if I'm if, dying, if you're, yeah, you have a week to leave. I, I live. I'd say, honey, honey, kids, get me some heroin or something. I just yeah. want to. Yeah, I'll tell you what it's like. What else do you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. What else, what else okay? do you have? On, on that note, um, you were talking about. Uh, how like you're like i'm sure they'll have like really good anti-aging um and i'm just like yeah perfect so they'll have it just in time to preserve my wrinkly disgusting body as long as possible well (laughs) it's more about tricking the body into thinking that it's not it's about okay so here's a great example and i i we might have talked about this before Mm -hmm. but let's say hrt that is obviously not the only piece of the puzzle when it comes to avoiding aging. Yeah. But HRT supplements the fact that our testosterone naturally d- decreases as we get older. Isn't it after 25 you start losing testosterone? Yeah. Well, after 25, you basically start dying. Yeah. 
So. Meaning that you, you're, we, you and I, for example, are dying. Around 25 years old is when you actually start to eat your DNA compared to mm-hmm. basically your DNA. Uh, you, come on, guys. We all went to high school yeah, science. Yeah. Yeah. You have like that free lease, right? Where you're, you're eating it away at the stuff that doesn't matter. And around 25, your body goes, all right, time to chip away at the shit that does matter. Yeah. And you start dying. <laughs> you say that, and then there's like some kid who's just lived in a cave his whole life listening to this. He's like, what do you mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds awful. I was just discovered in a cave, like <laughs> on a deserted island. I living, hope Santa comes. Living off of figs and grass. <laughs> I hope age-old tradition Santa Claus shows up. Yeah. <laughs> but Santa always showed up to my cave. <laughs> cool dude. Cool dude. Yeah. So, okay. Like so, the good old days. So one of the things is HRT, which is... Let's say that you and I have a lot of testosterone. Let's say like 400 nanograms per yeah. deciliter. Yeah. That's an actual legitimate number. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're 40, it might I, be... I believe it. It'll be significantly less. Maybe we'll be like 100, 150 or something like that. Okay, or, as opposed to 4,000? 400. Okay. So it's significantly less testosterone, which means less... And that affects everything in your body. Sex drive, muscle, yeah. muscle retention, how much fat you hold. Yeah. And people are starting to take HRT and getting very good results. Okay. And by the time you and I, and this is for everybody here that it's around our age. Yeah. By the time we get older in 20, 30 years, there's going to be a pretty decent amount of research oh. about HRT. We're yeah. going to have people that have been taking HRT for 40, 50 years and see what happened. Oh, weird. So I'm looking forward to that because I'm thinking when I'm 45, I want to have the testosterone I had when I was 25. But Why not? And does it seemingly uh, preserve people? Like, is it seemingly keeping people youthful? Oh well, in a lot of ways, as I said, with fat, with uh, like your sex drive, just your and your muscle, like being able to retain muscle and having more oh, energy okay. to do things, it just has a lot of the benefits. Yeah, it doesn't prevent you from aging, but it makes it makes your quality of life much higher. Okay, because I I've personally actually just been taking Adrenochrome. Uh, <laughs> if you see a guy who's in his mid fifties and he's still jacked, yeah, it's because he's taking HRT. Okay, nice. Because at that point, your testosterone is just gassing out, yeah, and it's hard and hard to build muscle. But if you take HRT, you can go into your fifties and sixties and still have a deep, pretty great muscle retention. That's awesome. Wow. That's why. That's why if you go on social media, you can start seeing these jacked old dudes. Yeah, they're all just freaking. Yeah, it's great. They they feel like they're twenty five. They're yeah. still jacked, having a good do you, time. Do you think? Oh, again, obviously the the data is not there, as as you've said. But uh, is it? Do you think it's actually going to probably boost people's life expectancy? That's a good question. Hmm. I think that kind of depends. And I, I this is the part I haven't read about, which yeah. is do, do, if it actually affects your structure. Meaning, like, does it actually help your bones keep from degrading, or does it help? Uh, I know for a fact. Obviously, I don't think it stops your DNA yeah. from being chipped away. So I don't think it's going to change that. Oh, okay. but. So you're still guaranteed to get old. Yeah. It's just getting there is going to be a lot better. Yeah. You know? So Less, like, health issues until, on the way. Until they figure out how to make our ENA, DNA stop disappearing, Yeah, we're just going to keep getting old. And I'm hoping in 40, 50 years they figure that shit out. Yeah. Although the bummer is... Get on it, scientists. <laughs> I know, but the bummer is by the time they figure it out, we're already going to be old and be like, I know. we barely have any DNA left. What are you going to do? Like, preserve my already kind of shitty body? Yeah, they're, they're going to be preserving my saggy ass. I'm going to be that guy from Futurama forever. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was what was Fernsworth? Yeah, yeah, Dr. Fernsworth. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Pro- professor? Professor or? Fernsworth, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I need to rewatch Futurama. So oh, yeah. It's been on the list. Good stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, Futurama, I remember we were watching, like, I've, we've seen them all, basically. I think, I think we, we watched watch, them all together. We yeah, watched all in high them. school. Yeah. Holy. Dude, those things were bangers. Yeah. And, uh, okay, wait, Jamie, I have a thought. Yes. And this is something I also wanted to talk about again. This is a total steering ship, okay? Yeah. Is everybody, newsflash, Elon Musk is now supporting Dogecoin. Yeah. We got our, we got our typical stock segment of the show. 
Yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> week we talked about GameStop. Now it's time to talk about cryptocurrency. Now join us for Real Neighbors Finances. <laughs> From two dudes with no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two broke Actually, dudes. Well, I, have, I have money. You, yeah. do, you don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I did. Unless, do we want to get into our financial state? Do we I, I really don't. Open up our portfolios? <laughs> I really don't. It's it's quite sad. I, I had a good, you know, I had a good thing going, but eh. Big deal. All right, but yes, let's talk Dogecoin. <laughs> anyway, finance <laughs> finance section over. Thank you very much. Yes, finance. I did not like, enjoy this. Fi- yeah, but uh, no, yeah, the Dogecoin thing. Uh, actually, weeks ago, my brother was telling me it was going up, and I was just kind of like, we were like, yeah, but I I'm, I don't really invest in the stock market, and I'm not really set up to. So at the time, I was like, should I? I'm like, I'll hop on this. But then I was like, well nah and then i just didn't and now it's like it's went up so much since then i was like i should have just put a little bit down you right now to get dogecoin would have had to open up a very specific account in canada yeah to be able to buy it i thought um uh i was on a thing called i want to say wealth simple or there was something well simple s- doesn't have dogecoin i no. have well simple crypto okay there was they only support ethereum and bitcoin i looked up yeah i looked up a uh some sort of crypto like wallet thing but uh all and, it, all- and wealth simple's nice it's really simple yeah it's so you just literally put in the amount you want to buy and it buys it and yeah that's it it's like a traditional stock app almost yeah yeah I uh, well that's the thing I guess that probably was the the detour or, uh, the the thing that put me off of it was because it it seemed kind of difficult to set up at the time yeah and I was like nah I'm not gonna do all this right now now keep in mind it's all under the guise of of course the biggest deal is he's supporting Bitcoin. But because once again, Elon Musk is a real life memester and weeb. Yeah. He couldn't help but just add Dogecoin to his portfolio. Oh yeah. And it's just another flex. He's like, Yeah, fuck I'm Elon Musk. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Dogecoin. You can buy Tesla cars with Dogecoin. Yeah. That's why. And dude, it might as well be based on gold at this point. Yeah. Bitcoin might as well be backed by gold if it's being backed by Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. You want a ticket to Mars? Buy it with Bitcoin. Yeah. Everybody I, I, will be scrambling. I seriously, though, like, I do regret not just hopping on that and really trying to set it up. But, dude, I've been trading for a while now. You, you just Is need to accept hard? the fact that you have regrets. Yeah. No, it's more that you have to accept the fact that you're never selling at the right time or buying at the right time. Yeah. And if you ever do, you just say it was pure luck. You're like, Holy it's shit, true. I'm happy that turned out. It's true, because in, in retrospect, there's no proof it would have done this. But it was one of those, uh, I guess Reddit sort of did one of those boosts with Dogecoin initially, which is yes. when I heard about it. It was, a, it was a meme play it was, a couple were, weeks they ago. They were trying to get it to now do the Now it actually stop. has value. Yeah, which is what I'm saying. At the time, it's just like, ah, oh, damn A few it. weeks ago, that was risky. Yeah. That was fucking risky. Now I'd actually say it's much less risky, because now you can buy a Tesla with Dogecoin. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you get a bunch. You buy a bunch of Dogecoin, increase in value. Buy a Tesla. That sounds. That sounds like a usable currency to me. Yeah, and people love Teslas. Yeah, I, they I, feel good. They feel better than everybody else buying Teslas. They do. I. Uh, I. It's funny because I was seeing posts about like it was like Snoop Dogg backs Dogecoin and Gene Simmons, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. Why, why does it? What does uh, it even mean? I if know. Snoop Dogg backs. I know. What does that mean? What does he do? Like, well, he's just, he's a proponent of saying, like, yeah, I'm doing this. Well, you can really hear Jamie opening up that water bottle. I wanted to, uh, it's a little <laughs> ASMR for a you. A little ASMR for you. Mm. Meanwhile, it's this, just bu- bumping. It's just like. This has been in here for so long. It's probably tastes like plastic. It's low quality water at this point. Yeah, the BPH has leaked into the, the water. Disgusting. <laughs> Not in my first world country. I know. Ugh. So I got it. Okay, Jamie. By the way, this is, I actually love going through these things because uh, we, 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 get, we get to hit so many hot topics. Yeah. Guys, 
how trendy is this? We're gonna talk about a new movie what? that I thought was I, I just don't get it. I'm like this to me is like the the, the the bottom of the barrel for Hollywood schlock. Yeah. Which is King Kong versus Godzilla <laughs> or vice versa. I don't remember. Does it matter? It's actually Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, Jamie, you're always on the ball. I'm just you're kidding. Always I, on the I ball, actually buddy. don't know. I was just kidding. Oh, I have okay, no idea. Okay. Good, well, good. It's one of those. They're they're fighting each other apparently. Bonus points for confidence. Mm. So I wanna emphasize, guys, no matter what happens in that movie, okay? Just remember that King Kong needed to climb the Empire State Building. Godzilla could knock over the the Empire State Building with, like, two of his fingers. Yeah. He can just cut it to slice it in half. Yeah, it it seems like a silly concept because it's, like, like one of them is just based on all of its previous, like, the way it's been represented is, like, Godzilla's huge and, like... King Dude, Kong in the is games, just... you're taller than almost all the buildings. Yeah. And... and when you punch a Godzilla, he like flies through eight buildings and they all blow up. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the, the trailer for uh, the Godzilla, um, or the King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, it, it showed King Kong holding this like this like hammer that had like electric powers or something. I'm like, what? You, you have to give like King Kong powers? <laughs> Dude, like... can you think about how excited these writers were? Yeah. <laughs> Making this movie up. They're just like, Let's give King Kong a fucking hammer. It, yeah, it literally just sounds like they were just like, what's the, what's the most badass what's sounding awesome? thing? What's the most badass sounding thing we can come up with? They're like, okay. King Kong versus Godzilla. Image like, this guy. The most epic battle of King all Kong time. King Kong jumps up and down and causes a small earthquake. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla falls into a huge dimensional crack in the earth and falls to the core <laughs> yeah. and blows up the earth. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I got my money on King Kong. I don't know about that. I don't know about you. Everybody's going like, I don't know, man. King Kong seems pretty strong. I don't know. What are we going to give Godzilla if yeah. he's going to... And we're like, we're going to give him rocket boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Godzilla's coming out of the, the ocean with his rocket boots and uh King Kong's over here holding his hammer like he's he's just like and he's throwing the hammer at him and it's coming back like a boomerang and Godzilla's dodging the hammer in his rocket Where boots. Where did he just possibly get a hammer that big? And there's like all these scientists working on it. They're like we yeah, they're like they knew Godzilla's coming. They're like, we need to arm our best fighter. Like King Kong King Kong release the Kong. And then they they just make him this like hammer. They're like Duke and a and give them all sorts of like tools to use to like fight Godzilla, but then they don't realize that Godzilla shows up with his rocket boots. Yeah, when yeah. he starts flying around. He, yeah, they didn't they didn't anticipate that one. So. And I get and I by the way I get it. Long term fans, I get that it's Mecha Godzilla with extra steps, but in the context of Hollywood, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Is it Mecha Godzilla? Is that a thing? That's a thing. Yeah, mm. and he also pre- could fly. So mm. there's definitely a. Uh, it's like the Jaws equivalent of Godzilla. Yeah, there's a bit of redundancy there, but yeah, wow. But I used to play the games. I know, I know a thing or two. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I would go to your place, and there was one game we played where you had to like quickly destroy buildings as quick as possible. Yeah, or you could fight, or you could fight. Dude, those games were so which, cool. Which actually, that was based. I think it was based on an old Sega game I had, and I really wish I knew the name. But I had a game for Sega that was a similar idea, where you could fight and you could also destroy buildings, and it was a big. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. I wish I knew the name off the top of my head, but I don't. But that's a big yikes for me, Jamie. I know. But, I don't. I don't know if Benny can look that one up for you. No, it's not that good. Yes, Sega game where you're monsters and you you destroy. Ladies things. and gentlemen, if you can do us a favor and put in the comment. Mm-hmm. 
the the, the name leave, Jamie's thinking of. Leave uh, a comment on Spotify. Monster Smash em Sega game. Yeah. <laughs> Go forth. Monster Smashing game. <laughs> Find just, it. Just look up <laughs> Breaking Buildings Sega Monsters. Monster Smash Sega Genesis. I think it was something really generic, something like Monster Battle or like something weird. I don't know. And you're saying Godzilla was based on that? Well, a no, game called Monster well, Battle? I think Godzilla was in this game. I don't know. I could be wrong. That's it was, fair. It That's was fair. giant like dinosaur creatures and monsters. I don't know. Well, Jamie, I... I but I, it was similar to the game that we used to play, but yours was like a more modern version. Oh, yeah. It was polished, dude. It yeah. was GameCube. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it was We that, had the best of the best. That nutty, high-graphic GameCube. But just just, just so it's known, though, the, the conclusion is, yeah. if you go to see this movie, understand that King Kong shouldn't win. Yeah. It's not fair. And if he does, that's stupid. <laughs> then I'm, I'm going to get upset, and I'm going to run out of the theater and, and, and throw stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, another thing that we wanted to mention, and and why we're, we're we're stuck on well, obviously pop culture is a thing that's just common to talk about because it's just something to talk about. But it's like we both were kind of realizing, like with the way everything's going, everything being kind of like locked down and you know not super fun lately. We we're living vicariously just through reading things online. It's almost like I I don't have as many like fun stories that I've experienced lately because you know it just hasn't been. I, I'm no Godzilla, you know. I, yeah, no, this, <laughs> nothing top, <laughs> there's nothing top in that. Uh, but, Jamie, you could maybe get a pair of rocket boots or something. You could yeah, get a little, a little steam under your engine. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll work on some rocket boots. I'll let you know how that goes in the next rocket one. Rocket boots. Stay tuned to the next podcast. Real Neighbors. Real Neighbors rocket <laughs> boots. And then if they work good, that'll be our merch. We're, we're, we're like a nobody podcast channel until we just release rocket boots. Yeah, and then everyone will be buying Real and Neighbors rocket boots. And then everybody says, oh, you guys distribute rocket boots and we're like no we're a podcast yeah first and foremost we're a podcast <laughs> we're selling <laughs> thousands of rocket boots and nobody watches our show and we're, we're we get upset whenever anybody like ignores our podcast we're like yeah. excuse me excuse me we're um, a podcast yeah first and foremost here <laughs> i made these rocket boots to, to give exposure help, to help to the, the pod- podcast yeah. i don't care about these stupid rocket boots yeah it was just another day for jamie <laughs> Another Welch. day in the life for me and no i'm not inventing something else god yeah no you know what it is i think it is depressing that you are t- I, I it was actually i think it's a funny observation to think that we are just living vicariously through other people right now oh yeah yeah we have our favorite people we like to watch mm-hmm. or things we like to look at and we're just like we're basically in in, in, in what the weirdest part is is you can go up to <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I, I, it's dramatic pause. It seemed like it seemed like uh, it seemed like you had to sneeze or cough, but instead you just yelled. It was <laughs> you're like one sec, one sec, one sec. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. Just had to let out a little anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, what was it? What was he even saying? I feel, I, you you distracted me. I feel a yell coming on. Ah! <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I, I, forgot, I remember what I was saying now. Mm-hmm. Is if you hang out with someone that watches very similar content to you, yeah. it's almost boring. No, it's almost uncomfortable how similar you can be. Oh, like as in the uh, you, sense of humor, the things that the rub things off that, yeah, on both of you. Yeah, the things that you find funny or your like mannerisms. Oh, I like, have an interesting, uh, interesting little topic on that, or that's a weird way to word that, but you get what I mean. Um, <laughs> I uh, roll with it. Roll yeah, with it. yeah. Um, I actually, especially when I was younger, I used to be sort of like a sponge in the way that I would kind of become the person I hung out with the most, like. Pretty, pretty. You are kind of defining most kids. Yeah, that's true. But I was really bad for it. Like I would say nowadays, I have a pretty standard personality that is pretty leveled out. But when I was younger, 
it's like people would call it out. Like I, I had a friend named Josiah who it wasn't the same Josiah that we know. I know the other Josiah. The other, yeah. I know so, all the Josiahs. You know all the Josiahs. But yeah, there was a there's this guy I used to hang out with named Josiah. And for the record, we can call him other Josiah. Other Josiah. Yes, Josiah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> number two. You were like you were you were mulling it over, going, "Oh, what Austin said was pretty stupid." Yeah. Was, that wasn't even worth acknowledging. Yeah, <laughs> should have um, just kept talking. Yeah, okay, but uh, yeah, I used to hang out with them, and people started to point out. They're like, "The way you just said what you just said sounded like him. Like you just worded that like he would have worded that because he had a very like." interesting way of talking and like you know just a unique personality and everything and it's almost like i started phrasing everything like the way he did just by being around him so much so funny is i remember you this is actually really interesting because i even back then you remember how phony it seemed no not only that is you self-confessed it like not even that long after Mm -hmm. like even when you were like 16 you said Oh, dude, at one point, I just freaking copied the Josiah guy all well, the, the time. Well, well, you were just completely open about it. You were well, like, I just thought he was a cool dude, and I liked hanging out with him. And that's just kind of that's true, but I, I probably wouldn't have worded it quite like that, because I don't think it was a conscious decision. It just happened. I just couldn't help but do it. Yeah, what I I'm saying is, it... I don't distinctly recall you doing that, because I didn't really hang out with the other Josiah very much. Right. I just mean, later, you told me, you said... Yeah, I just kind of yeah, I took d- a lot from oh, him for some reason. He was cool, but I just mean I don't think I ever consciously was like I want to be him. It was just I don't know. It was just because I would talk to him a lot. It just rubbed off on me, and I realized I was starting to talk like him a lot. Dude, you know what the big difference is? Yeah, is I I was the exact same way. I was just better at hiding it. Yeah, or giving my own twist on it. Well, that's the biggest one I can think of because uh, obviously any other thing has been very subtle. Like when you pick up on other people's personalities, you know. But that was definitely the biggest one. I don't. Uh, again, that was. Uh, I was pretty young at the time, so I, I would say people don't influence me that much now. I, I would say it's a little more consistent. It just happens. I think with age, you just yeah. sort of. It, you know, it, gets, people, it becomes way more hardwired the way you talk and phrase things that it becomes just. You know, what I mean, pretty yeah. hardwired in your own brain. And I think I don't really get why people view it as a negative thing to to be uh, influential. Kind of like or emulate did, or be influenced because yeah. well, so many people. It's like such a you know when you grew up in high school, everybody always goes, "I don't listen to anybody." No, nobody tells me I'm not influenced by anyone. It's like almost a pride thing to be your own self and never take anything from anyone. Yeah, and I I never got that. I'm like, you know what? Which I, which every personality is obviously contrived from your influences. Yeah. yeah so number one, that's what, a lie. Whether super directly <laughs> or not. Yeah, that's a good start. Is yeah. one they're already wrong. Everybody by is default. influenced by yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I actually did just remember another example of that. We used to watch um, Kasim G all the time. And uh, I do remember there was one time we were doing like, I was pretending to do like a little skit or something, or we were doing something. I remember you called me out because you're like, holy, c- calm down, Kasim G. Because like the way, the <laughs> way, yeah, we were super into Kasim G. At the the, time, but, yeah. but it was like the way out because I was like pretending to interview someone or do something, and you like the way I was talking, you're like, oh, holy. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. You so called me out. You're like, you Dude. just bought a camera. Yeah, that I think you returned, and I, we were in, we were doing like a fun video outside. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I you're just you're just like calm that. down, Cassim G. I'm like, oh crap! I just literally just ripped <laughs> his <laughs> exact comedy style, dry humor. You know, like standing straight up and kind of like yeah, being super deadpan, deadpan, kind of awkward. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, obviously there's influences in comedy, and I think if, especially for comedy or art, if you're directly ripping someone, obviously it's like annoying because that's like you can just watch the original at that point. But well, have you ever heard the saying? Uh, bad artist copy, good artist steal. Yeah, I have heard that. And I, it does make total sense. Yeah. Because 
it's like a thing where stealing it means you're actually you're actually taking it and making it like your own. Uh-huh. Like you're just like and you're just you're just, you are you you are kind of ripping them off, mm-hmm. but you are. But you're giving your own spin on it compared to like just copying it, you know? Yeah, I yeah, it's kind of semantics, but I understand. It's a fine balance. I understand what that means a little I, bit. I, yeah. I, the distinction is, it's interesting, and I and apparently somebody successful said it. So hey, yeah. who am I to question this guy? Whoever he is, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's more like uh, if it's that shameless, obviously your own personality is going to come through with it anyway. I guess. Yeah, exactly. If you have a, uh, if you have like your own filter that you kind of process through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> In fact, you would, uh, actually, I was thinking about this. This is going into music a little bit again, but yeah, I do think that some people listen to our. Sh- I think a decent amount of people listen to our show are pretty into music. So yeah, yeah. I was listening to. They an, better be. I was listening to an Arctic, Art Arctic Ar- Monkey album. Yeah, it was Humbug. Okay, which is one of their older albums. Yeah, and I was listening to it because is it that was, the one with uh, fluorescent adolescent on it? I don't think so. No, no, no. I think that's from their 2006 album. Okay, I think that was the first song I ever heard by them. Yeah, I I really like this album, and get and guess who produced it, Jamie. Who? Uh, Josh Homme. Really? Yeah. Weird. And he, so he, I actually he did produ- not know yeah, that. Yeah, he, he took them out to the desert, like his, his classic thing. Yeah. Because Josh, Josh Homme's like big thing is he always goes out, to, he, he recorded like an al- albums in the desert. He goes to the yeah. desert for his inspiration. Yeah. So he took out the Arctic Monkeys into the desert for this album. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to the album, the moment I heard it, I said, of course this was produced by Josh. Because, yeah. like, all of his distinct sounds, you know, like his, like, kind of whimsical guitar noises that yeah. he kind of adds in the background. Wah, it's such wah, a... Wah. Exactly. <laughs> you can hear it just, like, uh, like pan to the side or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's such a clear, distinctive Josh thing to do. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that's a bad thing, but that's, like, his input. You yeah. know, that's... And, you and, can just tell. And I can imagine the Arctic Monkeys, like, twist on it was interesting. Exactly. So they though. were... You can, tell, you can tell they're a fan of Josh Homme. Oh, yeah. Which makes sense because they they probably all listen to the songs for the deaf and I always by the way I always I thought I always pronounce his name Josh Home is it Home eh? I I only I only figured that out recently it's I don't know if I'm saying it right but you have to accent the e oh, okay. I did not know that until recently pronou- I yeah know. yeah because every time I read his name I would just be like oh Josh Home I was watching a yeah I did dude I did it for years yeah until I was watching an interview recently and the guy said Josh Home and I was like what weird or like Home eh? I don't know but all I know is the e is Josh accented. Homie. <laughs> Josh Homie. Josh my homie. This is Josh Homie here. This is Homie Josh. If only. If only Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a title of a that's a track title, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my point is, yeah, like pe- great artists always have their their distinctive filter they always pull through. Yeah. Oh, and I guess a good example, uh Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Uh, Kurt yeah, Cobain. we were talking about we that. We actually yeah, were. Yeah. yeah, it comes for full circle. That's weird. But uh yeah, we were talking about this recently. He claimed uh he thought it was a Pixies ripoff. Like he basically said when they wrote that song, he was just trying to sound like the Pixies. And it's funny because to me, yes, there's similarities, but it's such a unique song that I still see it very differently than yeah, the Pixies. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even believe him when he says it, kind of thing. Well, no, I get like, the similarity. I get he views it that way, yeah. but I look at it and go. I it definitely has his genuine, yeah, real impact. I wouldn't have it. made that connection at all had he not said that. You know what I mean? I yeah you you are kind of right you almost have to look for it a little bit but I I do and the moment see he similarities it, yeah, yeah the moment he said it you get it because you look back in the album mm-hmm. and as I said just like the the uh, the documentary's named Loud Quiet Loud yeah it's a very like you know the chorus explodes oh yeah and it goes to the verse and it has like you know that little but even, guitar riff. even the like guitar tone is, and like the like that's pretty Pixies ish too it Stuff definitely like that. has that yeah. but uh yeah apparently he actually didn't he say he wasn't gonna re- release it he thought it was so he much was of a rip considering not to re- not releasing it which was like 
was worried about it. Which was like their biggest song. So I know, crazy. definitely a good choice not <laughs> to avoid doing that. Yeah, to yeah. release the song. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good on you, buddy. So yeah. So that so you, you, and I, and I think it's a testament to say that you never see it the way the audience does. Yeah. Or the consumer does because he, in his head it felt that way. But once it got to the end result, even us both listening to both these guys' music and liking mm-hmm. their music, even we kind of go, eh, yeah, it's, it's different. It's very it's different. Still very different. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, yeah. So again, the, it's kind of a fine line bef- between influence and and stealing. But it's like, yeah, pretty fine line, I guess. Yeah, you know. Well, I I would definitely I definitely think there's a lot of people out there that do steal ideas. But they just don't have that that magic that kind of holds it all together. Yeah. As in, like as you, we we just said this, and you someone know, else's signature sound. Yes, yeah, someone else's personality or, is going to come through regardless. And at the end of the day, it's just like you said, our musical taste is the exact same as our develop, developing a personality by being around your friends. Oh yeah, and getting influenced by them, whether you like it or not. Yeah. When you're listening to music in high school, and when you're growing up in your cumulative years, when you listen to this music, it, it develops your musical taste. And all it takes is, you know, as I said, somebody with a little bit of creativity yeah. and just the right amount of influence and the right people yeah. to kind of start creating these amazing, this amazing music, right? Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so yeah, just to swap out to another little topic. Um, <laughs> sure. Fun, sure. I just thought this was interesting. Fun fact. Uh, I just recently learned that, uh, so in Sesame Street, Big Bird is actually a different puppet in multiple different countries. There's like a blue Big Bird, an orange Big Bird in like Denmark. Like, There's all these different versions of it. Um, so that kind of blew my mind. I was like, that's really weird. Yeah. Is it just the... Is it just why? Why? Did I don't just, know. They just decided to copy it. Yeah, like, went, we I, need a kids show. Well, Sesame no, because it is. It is the brand. Like it's literally like Jim Henson Productions. Like they literally just use different birds. I don't know why. Oh um, yeah, Jim Henson. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this and uh, yeah, I brought that up because I recently learned about that. But yeah, I actually recently watched like a documentary on Jim Henson, which um, yeah, I uh, Jim Henson was crazy because he. That's a good example of kind of doing your own thing. Because uh, he used like a medium, which was a uh, film for something that definitely wasn't really used. Like puppetry was not popular in film before Jim Henson. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, very interesting stuff. I was learning about him. Um, Can you give us some useful tidbits? Can you give us a little juicy, some a little bit of a squeeze from the lemon? Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, yeah. So the, the the Dark Crystal, like he actually worked on a lot more. I guess I never saw that movie. Did you Did you see the movie, or did you I, only kind of see the I, behind the scenes of him? I saw it a long ass time ago. You know I, what I, mean? I know it's considered a cult classic, and I know they yeah. tried to bring it back. Did they? Yeah, I think Netflix did a thing, and I don't think it really did that well. Right. Well, it's just interesting to me because uh, Jim Henson seems like in the beginning he was sort of going for more of like a high art type deal. Because a lot of his stuff was a lot more. Um, I guess serious tones, but like he he did a lot of comedy with the Muppets and stuff as well, but it it really didn't get into the kids kids stuff until Sesame Street. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think arguably was bigger than the Muppets. Ended up being a lot bigger. Oh, def- I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as stuff- much as I hate to admit it, because I I watched the Muppet more, yeah. the Muppet movies more than I'd, Sesame Street. But- I love the Muppets. Um, but even I have to admit that Sesame Street, like the Cookie Monster, for example. <laughs> And I, you Way know, I more get, iconic than a... And I get... Well, we have Kermit the Frog, yeah. right? But 
Sesame Street has like tons of iconic characters. Like I yeah. said, you know, the Cookie Monster, Big Bird. Oh yeah, who's the trash dude? I forget his name. Uh, Oscar the Grouch. There we go. Like so, for me, I don't know. I th- I think Sesame Street will be, is considered more iconic. Oh yeah. Well, it's but it's, but it, they both did well. So yeah. Well, it's sort of like in the beginning though. It it seemed uh, it was more theatrical, I guess. Like he was really. Uh, his earlier stuff seemed a lot more over the top theatrics, even with the Muppets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, very. Did he do? W- w- wait, so what, what's what's the time span here? Did he, he did he do Dark Crystal before Sesame Street? Yeah. Okay. Ses- Sesame okay. Street, I think, was around the '90s it came out. Oh, it was that late. Er, okay, er, yeah, er, definitely, definitely true. I think actually, he when did he die again? I should have. You know I should have prepared. Benny, the... you can look this up. You yeah. can look. You can look that up, Benny. Benny, look this as up. As in not Jamie. Well, yeah, I'll get. I, I don't look stuff up. <laughs> I, I don't. I, don't, I, can't I don't do that. I don't get paid enough to do that. Benny's the one. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one. He's the one hauling ass over here. Yeah, Benny's the one who keeps the show running. Um, oh, it's okay. My. We're just we're just letting his uh, processor kick in. Yeah. Yeah, Benny. Benny needs to be booted up. Um, <laughs> he's, but yes, yeah. he's, he's not a fast booter. No, but yeah, no. Uh, he actually, Jim Henson died. Um, I think before the nineties. I think he died in the eighties. So I think Sesame Street was around before that. He, I, I would, I would guess Sesame Street was the eighties. Nineteen ninety is when he died. No, oh, he died in nineteen. What? In 19, that long ago? Exactly nineteen ninety. Yeah, holy. Oh, oh. And once we get to the end of this topic, I actually I gotta remember something because I I got a, another little juicy thing for you, Jamie. Yeah. Can I wait? Can I tell it now? Oh, sure. Go for it. Okay. You, while you're doing, maybe while Benny's kind of doing. Some I'm just work trying there. to see when Sesame Street came out. All right, Jamie. Read up there, okay? I'll tell a quick thing. Yeah. That's uh, right in the, a very similar vein. So. I was telling you, I think we were talking about this a little bit, but uh, the special effects guy for the thing, yeah, who did a lot of the uh, the like the uh, the puppeteering and makeup and all the special effects, he worked on the thing for uh, like ninety to hundred hours a week for like six months, and after he finished, he checked himself into a hospital. Oh, really? <laughs> like immediately, like he finished working on the film and just immediately walked to a hospital and checked himself in, and he was hospitalized for like Holy. three weeks or something like that because his, his like whole body was just completely out of whack, like vitamin deficiency, overworking, exhaustion. Like Holy. he had it all. Wow, <laughs> that's um, how dedicated he was. He was just like tr- desperately trying to lock this film out, and then he just crashed. That's crazy. Um, okay, well, actually, so actually, Sesame Street. Uh, apparently, the first episode premiered in 1968 what i guess oh my I, god so i miss i've totally misinterpreted that it premiered as a series in oh 1969 november 10th so okay but i yeah that's weird i basically knew it was basically he was working on a lot more serious stuff though and when pitched that idea he just kind of went with it and figured we should make this kind of educational and it's just like the perfect uh i don't know kids stuff sells because it's very palatable right um, so I think it was prob- also part for him. Probably a smart business decision. And yeah, and for Jim Henson as well is it's the same thing as when you make anything. Yeah, he's just getting more refined. Yeah, meaning that it's not necessarily like let's say working the Dark Crystal compared to Sesame Street. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of the stuff from Dark Crystal. Yeah, as you said, com- the higher art thing compared to something more simple. Yeah, it's not necessarily better or worse. It's more that you're just he you you just figure out what the audience wants. Yeah, you refine your product for that. Appealing and you, and you to give the else. people what they want. You know what? Uh, you know? I, so. I actually feel really dumb because I think I just said I thought Sesame Street came out in the na- 90s. I, I actually, now that I'm thinking about that, that, I knew that wasn't true. My parents grew up watching Sesame Street. So that's, yeah, I feel dumb. <laughs> I feel dumb in retrospect. Okay, for what it's worth, you kind of, 
Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes when you're just kind of like trying, Talk, to, you're I just know. maintaining a flow, and you just start talking just, out of your ass. I Come know. on, doesn't that, doesn't that happen to everybody? I know. Yeah. Come on, aren't you at like the bar with some people, and they go, "Uh, excuse me, do you know what do you know about this?" And you start talking, and then halfway through, you're like, "What the fuck am I saying?" I know. And the, then you keep going. The thing about like this <laughs> podcast is like uh, sometimes just trying to keep the flow going, keep filling the air. You know, uh, it's it's like. I say things without really thinking it through, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! I totally knew that." Sesame this Street's is such a it's such that. a terrible confession to go. I know. People are listening to our podcast and they're we're invested. Ta- they're, we're they're talking about yeah, they're, they're tuning in for an hour and then we're admitting that we have no fucking clue what we're saying half the time. <laughs> well, I would say no, <laughs> guys. If you listen for an hour, there's That's... probably only thirty minutes <laughs> that we're we we don't even know, we don't even know what's happening. Yeah. The, the rest of the time. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, very confused. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it is easy to just say things without. Yeah. <laughs> it's 100% true. It's easy to just it's accidentally not even, say things. It's not even necessarily disingenuous. You have to actively avoid it. Yeah. yeah just just exactly. talking out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I feel dumb for saying Guys, that. Guys, so the conclusion here is that we're just we're I'm full of, I'm full of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, actually so yeah, it's it, the Jim Henson thing, uh the practical effects is also an interesting little topic. Um because if you think about it, the new back to the topic of King Kong and uh Godzilla uh, think of what they're uh, is most of that movie they just filmed a blank cityscape and then they edited everything <laughs> like i like, would actually say at that point and actually with how good simulations are getting yeah in fact dude oh do you know what, every, you know what this is for everybody uh yeah. when you so when you go home jamie yeah. and for our audience one yeah. thing you want to look up is uh a game engine that they're making making called unreal engine 5 yeah their simulations with this game engine are actually getting so good they're starting to use it for films Really? Because of how good they're like they're able to handle particles and simulation and effects like fire. Like or, it looks realistic. Or creating a building in, fo- in a photorealistic way. Yeah. It's actually getting so good. They're actually movie sets are starting to like get licenses and buy these like screens and stuff just designed just for this Unreal Engine stuff. Really? It's really cool. There's actually some uh there's videos on YouTube about it. Hmm. And I would actually say that because of as I said, because of the current technology and current year, that no, why? Like, I guarantee you that whole that whole scene when you see Godzilla and King Kong on screen, I'm gonna say none of it is real. Yeah, absolutely none of it. Like, they might have like a flat plane for like t- to help them with scale. Yeah, but beyond that, why? Yeah, why would any of that be real? There's no benefit. Yeah, um, that's how good simulation is getting. Yeah. Oh my God, that actually just reminded me again of uh, there's an, a video I just watched that my brother showed me, and I wish I knew what the thing was called, but it's basically this thing that really drastically improved like CGI quality because before it existed, working on lighting was way harder, um, but there, it's like an aspect ratio thing where it's like basically this orb that would pick up all the lighting around it, and it could basically uh, put that lighting on whatever's in the scene, so it just automatically makes it look like it's really there, as opposed to. Oh yeah, yes. no, yeah, definitely. Do you know sensors what? are game. I know exactly what you're talking about. I wish I knew what it's what the name was. Um, but. Base, well, it's like a uh, okay. So we did it. I did a show at my theater. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. It was a VR thing. Oh, okay, and yeah, and it's just the thing you're talking about. Basically, you have like all these ball sensors, yeah. and it's and it's basically a super sensitive thing that absorbs light. Yeah. And uh, and when you look in the software, you can kind of see it like a this like bright shining thing on like on its sensors, so yeah. to speak. And and yeah. it can it can be applied to models like digital models that make it look like it's actually there. That's right. So they have a suit, and I think it had thirty two of them on there, thirty two sensors, and it'd be like on various parts of the body. Yeah. And yeah, I know it. One hundred percent is very good for interpolation. And what you're talking about, mm-hmm. one of the first times they used it, I think, was Lord of the Rings. Really? When they did Gollum. 
So you did a VR? What is that? VR theater thing? It, it was like some weird experimental thing. It's kind. Of, I think they're trying to figure out how to bring theater into the next generation. Was this? Uh, was this sort of like a COVID related? Were they trying to do this? Well, actually, it got shut down as COVID happened. Oh, weird. Enough. Okay. And it was stuck there for months, and then we actually loaded it out and loaded it back in. It was a whole thing, but actually, it never really happened the way they wanted it to. They wanted it to because of COVID. Yeah. But. It was super cool because basically you go in and it's a a single experience where you're you're like the audience member and you wear the VR headset and there's an actor wearing the suit. Okay. And they interact with you during like and it's like a play. Weird. Where you're in the show with them, and you get to like interact with the world and like and you see them moving around in the game in this VR headset. It was yeah. really cool. They did a great job. Okay. Weird. And the cool thing is is you could watch it virtually. Yeah. So you could see the show happen. And you can just and you can like basically choose a virtual seat and sit there and watch the show happen in a VR scape with your VR headset. Yeah. And I'm kind of I'm starting to think, man, wouldn't that be cool if theater went VR? Yeah. Meaning that you're watching instead of going to a theater to go see a show, right? Cramming into a seat, paying a hundred bucks a ticket or something like that. Yeah. You actually just pay for a virtual ticket. Okay, guys, guys, hear me out here. Okay. Yeah. You pay for a virtual ticket and you show up to this kind of VR theater where you have all these theater actors or even I don't know any actor, Hollywood actors, yeah. that wear these suits and they're 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 acting in a simulation. That's okay. Like in a virtual environment, and they and they can do whatever they want, and they can. The cool thing is they don't have to worry about sets anymore. They can like change the scenery as like on the fly. Right. They can have like the actors hold like whatever they want, dude. Okay. I think it'll be so cool. Yeah. The kind of stuff they might be able to do with that with the virtual theater. Oh yeah. Well yeah. So actually, there was a thing uh, I saw online that was really cool. It was uh, yeah, I think it was called virtual experience, um, but it was basically. Uh, they did like uh it was it was mostly like electronic music and stuff i think i want to say the the it was a youtube channel called um electronic it's just like electronic music or, or oh it's like a hundred percent electronica is what the channel's called i think hundred percent what so wait what's the what's the context uh, uh, virtual utopia yeah and it's by a hundred percent electronica really really strange stuff i think a lot of it's like kind of that vapor wavy type stuff but they were they put on is it uh, like designed for vr is that what yeah so basically it's youtube videos that are designed for vr and uh i i watched some of it just because it was interesting but they basically put on little concerts with green screens and had like these little aliens at the concert where and all these just trippy like art sets i think that's cool it was, i think that's so cool it was cool yeah and uh yeah so yeah i'm glad i found it because i was like oh i hate when i bring stuff up and i can't even give it a shout out really but yeah yeah it's called 100 percent electronica virtual utopia there's a few of yeah them. You know, i might check that out virtual utopia that's cool yeah there's a few of them but uh yeah a lot of it's like that just vaporwave like djs but it's just the the concept was cool yeah i think now i'm gonna tell you this though yeah to get to the whole virtual thing i do think in 30 years I would yeah, I think in 30 40 years traditional theater will mostly be dead for example. Yeah. And it's going to be replaced by virtual platforms. Yeah. That's where I think which, it's going. Which I hope I, I think hope it's not. I think it's inevitable to some extent. So. Yeah. Or it'll be the vastly more popular medium compared to preserving kind of this more traditional theatrical the, form that we're though, in. I say that working in theater. You yeah. know what I mean? Though, so though I agree with you, I think humans at the end of the day still kind of crave just going out and doing something. So I don't know. I still think while that may be a popular alternative, I can't see that totally dying. Because True. He, at the end of the day, people like a night out and just an, an event to physically be at, too. Yeah. Now, the thing is, though, is you can't speak for the generations that are are going to be growing up. True. So the, the the people that, let's say, are kids right now or toddlers yeah. that are going to start growing up in this kind of this new way of, of doing things. Yeah. 
they are they they might the fact of the matter is we won't be able to relate to them at all yeah we're going to be older and kind of look at them and they're going to be a completely different thing they're going to have completely different values and what they care or don't care about maybe to them when you say that because and i i naturally agree with you like when you say that i'm totally on board with you yeah yeah part of me goes why like the reason i agree with you is just because that's who that's kind are. of how we grew yeah. up. Well, you know? okay. I'll, we, I'll, we ran around and went on bikes and ran I'll, in the parks I'll and had it, fun. Well, yeah, and I mean, to, yeah, kids, so kids we natu- obviously. We naturally had that sense of adventure because we had to go get it because we didn't have some of the cool stuff that they're going to have. Yeah. Well, there's definitely kids who still do that. And I, I, I guess uh, the thing I'm trying to say is like, while that's true, that ne- like in pop culture for kids, there's always like a, a typical way a lot of them are, but it's there's always going to be those kids who are like, I'm not like this generation. Like, there's always gonna be kids who are like, I like old stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just, true. So, that, yeah, yeah. So it's like the, it, it almost sounds condescending when you say it, but, but it's I know, true. I know. Yeah, but you are. It, yeah, this is the way you put it because I hear that all the time. The uh, I don't like any of this new stuff. Yeah, and it sounds ridiculous. There's but always you are right. There's always kids yeah. like that. I was one of them. Like when I was younger, I was like, I don't like any of the new <laughs> stuff. I'm like, I only like old music and. You know, so yeah, there, I feel like there's always going to be. I, yeah, I went to that phase. Too. Always going to be kids. I like think that. a lot of people do. Yeah, you know, because there's something about the past that just seems so. It's easy to reflect on. It's all documented. It's just something that, because of the way things have been documented, there's a lot to dive into. So I think it'll always be like something of interest to young people, just seeing how things were. And I think stuff like that will be the reason stuff like that might be preserved anyway. Man, I'm almost sad that we're out of time because I could easily go on for this for like another 10, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. But oh. Jamie, yeah, we're out of time. Is it actually so, done yeah. already? Ooh. Final thoughts, Jamie? Um. I we was, have to cut it there. I know. I was. I feel like we were just getting on right to the we were the just bottom of the started. iceberg there. You know. All right. Well, um, uh, my final thoughts are, kids, listen to some Pink Floyd. You know, I like this episode. It was kind of like a more <laughs> thoughtful. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a nice chilled out episode. It was. You know what, guys? Thanks for hanging hope, out. Hope you enjoyed. Hopefully, chilling you enjoyed with us. the more dense conversation. Yeah. All right. Dense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a good one, everyone. Like that word, Jamie? Yes. Have All a right. good night, everybody. Yes. Thank you for listening. <laughs>